0: everyone, it's great to be back with you for another journey through the book of Psalms. And uh, I've been assigned Psalm chapter 45 today. You know, I'll be honest with you, I've read chapter 45 lots of times earlier in my life, and it seems like one of those psalms that uh, should be more in the book of Song of Solomon, uh, as it talks about this handsome king and his beautiful queen, and how they will kind of just be together and things like that. Uh, But when you get into it, there's far more uh, than that, because it's actually a messianic psalm. And it was written from the time it was written, actually, it was known as a psalm that was uh, talking about the coming messiah. And so it's in three parts. Uh, It deals, first of all, with this glorious king and and who this person might be. Then it talks about the queen and how lovely she is. And then it talks about their union together and about how there's just this joyful life as the king and the queen live in this loving relationship and produce offspring that uh, carry on for generation after generation. So let's look at it with the lens of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, in mind. Because I want to remind you today, and I'm sure you've been reminded uh, by many people, that the Bible is always uh, looking at who Jesus is. From the Old Testament all the way to the book of Revelation, Jesus is the center of Scripture. And so as we look at Psalm 45, that is completely true again. So if you turn to Psalm 45, you'll notice that the very first verse really talks about someone penning this lovely poem about the king. The king who is deeply beloved. So let's talk about the king. That's in verses really 2 uh, up till about verse 8 or 9. Uh, and a number of things about this king that that set him apart from everyone else. The first is that he really is called a step above all others. Notice in verse 2 it says, You are the most handsome of all, a gracious words stream from your lips. So not only do you look lovely, but you speak lovely words, words of love and of grace to people. Uh, and the God himself has blessed you forever. Just as God uh, said on Jesus' uh, baptism point, point, uh, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Uh, And then Jesus carried on into his ministry as the spirit of God uh, settled on him like a dove there in the Jordan River. Uh, The psalmist is portraying this messianic king as someone who is gracious and and lovely and who is just so attractive that people want to be with him. Secondly, uh, the man writes about this king, saying the king is also a warrior. He's not a king that just sits in his palace and uh, everyone is reminded of how great he is. He's a king that goes off and he does something. What he does is he, uh, he brings justice to his people and to the world. Notice in verse 3 where it says, Put on your sword, mighty warrior, because you are so glorious and so, so majestic. You ride in majesty to victory, defending truth and humility And justice and so please go forth and perform these awe-inspiring deeds and your arrows that you shoot are so sharp that they pierce your enemies hearts Uh, and that is really again this beautiful picture of jesus christ our messiah who uh not only is lovely and and has such wonderful words but he did something he went out and uh, achieved for us what we could not achieve he rescued us From the kingdom of darkness and has brought us into his kingdom full of justice and full of love and full of mercy and full of truth and the words of Jesus pierced the hearts of those people who live in in darkness Uh, and so truly the 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 arrows of Jesus his teaching and his life have overcome and have defeated the enemy completely and his truth goes right to the heart of of all that um, the truth really means and so it pierces our hearts I trust that the Lord's truth has pierced your heart and that you are living in this relationship where you realize just how awesome uh, his truth is. Uh, It it, it talks again about how his throne endures forever. Again, the throne of Jesus Christ, God granting him the name that is above all names so that the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he is Lord and that his justice uh, is also uh, forever. And therefore it says in verse seven, God, has anointed you and has poured out the oil of joy on you more than anyone else. And it it talks about that a little bit more. So there's the king. What about the queen? We get to her in verse 9 where it says this. King's daughters are among your noble women, still talking about the king, and at your right side stands the queen, wearing jewelry of finest gold from Ophir. And then it talks to the queen, and uh, the, the psalmist, it says, Listen to me, O royal daughter, take to heart what I say. Forget your people and your family far away. For your royal husband delights in your beauty. Honor him, for he is your Lord. It's a picture of the church. It's a picture of the bride of Christ, of which you and I are a part. Uh, and it says this, forget your people and your family far away. Forget your old life. Forget the things that used to capture you and that used to take all of your attention and that used to actually take your loyalty uh, and your allegiance. That's really what the psalmist is, is writing. And instead, take your loyalty and allegiance and give it to your king, the one who has chosen you, the one who has made you his queen, his queen the one that has redeemed you. And has brought you into his palace as his own. it's It's a picture of God uh, and our Lord Jesus Christ and of the church, the church that is the bride of Christ. Uh, listen to what it says: Your royal husband delights in your beauty. Can I just remind all of us today that Jesus Christ delights in his church? Man, I'll tell you, sometimes uh, I have been of the opinion that the church uh, is about one of the ugliest brides that has ever existed. You know, there's this saying in a movie I saw once, it's it's talking about someone says, it's like they fell out of the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. Uh, Sometimes I feel that way about the church. Um, But can I be honest? Sometimes I feel that way about me. Uh, When I forget who Jesus really means to me and who he is to me. And and I start to just think, you know, am I really worthy? And and a psalm like this reminds me that Jesus delights in me. Yes, he sees me for who I am. He sees you for who you are. And yet he also sees us through him now, redeemed by his blood, chosen by him, uh, brought to the father, uh, dressed now in robes of white, um, set aside to be a part of his family, adopted by him and and redeemed by him. We are the bride of Christ together, and Jesus delights in us. And so, really, now it's for us to bring our allegiance and to give our allegiance to Jesus. And that's what it says about the Queen. It says, listen, honor him, for he is your Lord. Amen to that. Jesus is Lord. He is our Lord, and so we are to honor him. I trust that you are doing your very best to honor him today as you live. I'm doing my best here in Calgary, uh, honoring the Lord with my life, and I trust that you are as well. Well, let's get to the end of the psalm here. It talks about the queen, finishes talking about her, and then really it talks about their union in verses 14 and 15, where it says this, um, In her beautiful robes she is led to the king, Accompanied by her bridesmaids it's it, it's this this joyful procession um, of of marriage uh to the king, the king and the queen entering into this union uh, together, accompanied by her bridesmaids. What a joyful and enthusiastic procession as they enter the king's palace, this wonderful picture of a celebration of this warrior king who has brought his queen to him, and they are now going to live uh, forever together and it says this. Your sons will become kings like their father. You will make them rulers over many lands, and I will bring honor to your name in every generation, and therefore the nations will praise you forever and ever. This this beautiful picture of how the church reproduces as Jesus, the vine, and we, the branches, are joined together and wonderful fruit is produced. And didn't Jesus say that in John chapter 15? I am the vine, you are the branches, and if someone remains in me and my word remains in them, they will produce much fruit. New Life, can I just uh, encourage you to go into the streets of Duncan and the Cowichan Valley and produce good fruit this week. You don't know where God's going to lead you. You don't know how the Spirit is going to direct you and how he's going to fill you for for producing that fruit. But as you stay connected to the Lord Jesus Christ, fruit will be produced. The Lord says that. Uh, and it also hearkens me back, these last verses of Psalm 45, to the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 19, I believe, where it talks about the church. And so the, 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 the beast has been overcome. Satan has been overthrown. Jesus has conquered. The end has finally taken place. The new Jerusalem is, is being shown off in chapter 20. Uh, but it says in chapter 19, it talks about the bride. Uh, coming to the groom, it talks about the church in all her splendor, and and of the Lord's delight in the church. Well, that's what the psalmist means. I hope that uh, when you read Psalm chapter forty-five, like me, you will read it in a new light. And as you look at it, it will remind you of how wonderful the Lord is, how it points to Jesus our Messiah. It did from the time it was written. It continues to do so today and it will forever. And yet beyond that, it also points to you and to I together as we live as the people of God, living under the reign of God and demonstrating to the world what it looks like to be the bride of Christ, living in his palace with him and restoring the broken around the world, justice and truth and righteousness that he brings us uh, on his journey of of, of bringing to the world. You are the hands and the feet of Christ, uh, and uh, it is up to us uh, to join our Lord in, in what he's doing. Well, hey, I'm preaching a little too long, so let me close in prayer, and then you can get on with your day, all right? Father God, thank you for this psalm. Thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the church. Thank you that, that, he, that, that the Lord delights in us. We pray that our behavior and, and our mindset and our life together would reflect the Lord's delight uh, and that the world would see that Jesus is the Lord and Jesus is worthy of all praise and that one day every knee will bow and every tongue confess, but that that day will also be part of today, that many people will come to know him. Thank you, Lord. Fill us with your spirit for this day and for this week. Uh, Keep us on mission with you, we pray. Amen. Hey, God bless you. We'll see you again soon.